B I G T O B I G T O B I G T O. You better open that door, ho. First off, nigga, it's Big Toe. Check it into the laboratory podcast again. I know a whole bunch of y'all was waiting on episode three. Well, guess what? Y'all don't got to guess for no longer. Episode three here. So we going to get right off into it. And we starting off this podcast and this episode with a kind of a topic that some we haven't really addressed yet on the pod. And I really want to take about 10 seconds to have a moment of silence for Patrick, who lost his life in Grand Rapids this past um, this past week. And yeah, so we're just going to take a quick moment of silence. 10 seconds. It's really important to show people respect when they lose their loved ones. And in a situation like this, it's another situation where we saw a, a black man gunned down by the police. And it kind of leaves me shaking up. And I see you guys see me stumbling over my words a little bit, a little bit more than I normally do. And it's because when these situations happen, I really don't know how to feel. I feel so terrible for who's lost their life. And I always wonder, like, why? Why? And I just feel like the police, they treat black people like property and not people. Think about it. Like when you're watching the situation and for you guys who haven't um, heard of the situation, I'm going to break it down for you. So Patrick, um, what I presume he was driving up to his house. He had stopped. Uh, a police officer wanted to pull him over. And when he approached the car, Patrick, he got out the car, which some people say isn't like proper police protocol. But I we don't honestly know why the police were stopping him. They said it was for a 40 license plate, but we all know we have all encounter many DWB driving while black incidents where we've been stopped for some and they'll say it's a hell like this or this is that it's all these blanket statements but one thing I can say is they said they was stopping him for a 40 license plate and then you know he went on he asked the cop like why did they stop him it was asking for registration um somehow in a manner Patrick started to what they say resist and in a manner, they tackle him to the ground. But in a video, you can hear it from the time that the police officer approaches Patrick that he's already approaching him with a demeaning tone. He's like, I said, get in the car. He's being very, like, disrespectful to him right off the bat. It's not like he's trying to work with him. Like, he wasn't treating him like a human being ever since he actually pulled the guy over. So then seeing him sit there, and I guess in some scenario, they go through a tussle. He wrestles him to the ground. He wrestles Patrick to the ground. And then after a moment of them standing up and I guess some other things occurred in that time, um, Patrick is sitting there and a police officer tries to tackle him once again. And at some point, the police officer's body cam starts to fall off and it falls off. And what ends up happening at the end of the day is the police officer pulls out his gun after he's already tased Patrick, which he did earlier in the video pulls out his gun, puts it to Patrick's head, and ends his life. And just think about, do they treat other people in our country with that type of, with that type of demeanor and with, with that type of treatment? Do, would, would they execute? That was an execution. It wasn't just killing a black man. It was a display of power. You, do you know the intention behind putting a gun to somebody's head and killing them? It's to instill fear. And I feel like that, that was on the agenda of the police officer. He wanted to instill fear. He wanted to show that he was dominant. He was doing that ever since he got out of the car. And 
Patrick was on the receiving end of that. But it's like, look at all the times that black men and black women are on the receiving end. The police treat us like we aren't people. They treat us like we're property. And they're not there to protect us. They feel like they're there to try to protect people from us. They, they try to act like we're animalistic and everything. And there was so many ways that this police officer could have handled the situation without having to kill Patrick. And, and I, it was, it's so terrible to see how they approach these situations because I was reading an article today and they said experts say that there was a better way to handle the situation. You think it takes somebody being an expert to know that you probably shouldn't shoot a black man in his head for maybe resisting? Um, it's so many people who resist arrest. That doesn't mean you have to kill them. And it just shows the level of, of worth that the police view black people with. They view us as who's going to care about them. When, when you see something happen to a white person, they always talk about his family and how he's such a good person. This person is humanitarian. When people go out there and kill black people, they don't care about how their family's going to feel. And I feel like we have every right to go out in Grand Rapids and protest. We have every right to feel the way we want to feel because it continues to happen. And they, they act like where it's isolated incidents and there's no real intention behind it. But all of this fall body cam falling off and body cams turning off, I, this doesn't happen in a lot of other situations. We've seen multiple stops where they stop a Caucasian person and the body cam works perfectly. But then in a situation where we see them stopping black people or harming black people, all of a sudden the body cam is faulty. So it's like if the body cam is so prone to falling off or turning off in a in a detrimental situation what's even the point of having them why haven't they updated it to make it not a point because it's an excuse and i really want to focus on the fact that patrick lost his life and i think it's so hard as a parent and as a loved one when you see your black brothers or sisters or your mom or your grandma leave out the house that you don't know that might be the last time and, and it could very much come from the people who are supposed to protect us but they don't view us as nothing more than property. They don't view us as nothing more but animalistic and just the treatment of people. So if anything, I know I'm not an expert on these type of situations and stuff. One thing I can tell you is I'm a human being. You're a human being too. And no human being, regardless of their race, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, sexual orientation deserves to be treated like that. And as a black man, it only scares me more and more to go out because I always think about what if what if my mama has to see me on the news one day because of something that someone else did. And their only excuse could be, oh, he was resisting after you tase him and then to come out and make the stupid statement that he thought it was his taser. You put a gun to a man's head and you thought it was a taser. He had already tased him earlier in the instant incident. So it's not like he hadn't touched his taser the whole time. And you know the difference. If you've ever held a gun before, you know the difference from holding a gun and holding a taser. And Patrick lost his life, and he didn't deserve to, whether he was resisting or not. Just because you resist the police does not mean they have the right to kill you. It doesn't, because they don't do that to everybody. And I just want to take some time to just, to just actually sit in the moment. Like... Patrick deserved to be here today. And me as a fellow black man, I just feel like we all deserve uh, an opportunity to be treated equally. But we can never be treated equally by the people who design the system for themselves to flourish. White people design the system 
and they want to see white people flourish. And they'll never treat us as equal. And white people will never understand us. So it's like, what can we do in our communities? You know, like, why can can we appoint leaders in our communities that can help just bring black people together more? Like, can we have people like police liaisons? Like, I've been thinking that for so long. Like, why can't we have, like, appoint different blocks when they have, like, different block organizations? Like, me, I come from a place, we have a block club. Like, why can't we appoint, like police liaisons or community leaders or or something to the fact of some somebody who could be a mediator between these two people because there's obviously some animosity between these two communities i know me growing up just to be honest i hated the police i i really did i i would see them and i would get scared i would see them and be more scared than it was when i saw other people and i grew up on joy row because they have there's no one there to tell them they're wrong and they control the narrative after they kill you after they kill you, you just were animalistic. You were just a gangbanger and you deserved everything that happened to you. They get to paint the story like that. But why should they be able to control the narrative? So it's like, I just think, and I want all my black brothers and black sisters to know that I love every each and one of y'all. And to feel anger, to feel hurt, to feel betrayed, to feel abandoned, to feel like we're treated like, however you feel, you're entitled to that feeling. Because it's the truth about this country. And if you want to be an ally for real, and it's to people who aren't black people, just take some time to not just rap our music or appropriate our culture, but to really take some time to understand some people. To really take some time. Because maybe you'll never get it in your personal experience, but go talk to some of these people. For people saying that Patrick was a thug and he was out here and he was resisting and he deserved what he got, fuck you. Because if that was your loved one, you wouldn't you wouldn't act like that. People people pull up on white people all the time, and they got white privilege. They tell you about who their mama is, their daddy is, they they whoever is. They step off the car. They do all type of things, but they don't. Their life doesn't end the way Patrick's did. So just think about that. So once again, to everybody who thinks that he was just a thug, and he deserved what happened to him. Fuck you. It's a bigger purpose. And you protect yourself when you're going out here, black man, black woman, black person. I love all of y'all, and I just want y'all to know that. I'm sorry we had to start it off with so such a serious topic, but when things like this happen, I, I have a platform that's not just about laughing and cracking jokes. It's about addressing the issue, and it, it's not always just about coming up here smiling and joking and talking about bullshit. We will get to some bullshit at some point in this episode, but I just wanted to set the tone for the door. To Patrick's family, um, I'm sorry for what happened. I send my condolences and prayers to your family. I know it'll never be able, no matter what justice is, is brought, if it's money, if it's just, it will never bring back the family member that you lost. But from the bottom of my heart, the family of the Laboratory Podcast, we love y'all. And um, we for sure are just as much in this fight with y'all. And if it's ever anything we could do personally, you know, even like just reposting things or moving things around. We gonna make sure that we aware to that. And I just want the whole black community to know that I love them before we get into these other topics. But something we're gonna talk about today is integrity. Because I've encountered a lot of situations lately where integrity is tested. Because sometimes in situations where you have these friendships we all expect people to be the same friend to you that you are to other people. And 
we all have these silent codes. And I feel like when we don't deliberately say what we expect from a friend or from a loved one, we have these gray area situations. Because we feel like everybody's integrity lies where ours, where ours do. So we think, okay, I wouldn't do this to this person, so they won't do it to me. But that's not how the world works. And I just feel like a lot of us have lost integrity in my generation. We will do anything just for some attention or for some clicks or for some, for some likes. But it's like, what does that get us in the long run? What does it really mean if we get all of these likes and we get all of this attention, but we're empty? It's like, would you rather get to the top doing what you love and loving who you are? Or would you rather get to the top being somebody that you're not? And it's just, it's just an integrity. And I think it also comes with false labels. We label people as our brothers and our sisters all the time. But do you really feel like that? What happens when you're in a room and somebody says they don't like toy? Does your integrity kick in? Does integrity mean anything to you? Ask yourself these questions. Because when you're not moving with integrity as far as your relationships with other people, it's easy for you to compromise your morals and your ethics with the way you're moving in your life. So think about that. If you're not moving with integrity with other people, you're probably not moving with integrity with yourself. And what do, you, what do I mean by that? It's you going out and doing things that people are peer pressuring you to do. And a lot of us in college and just in different circles of life, we've experienced this. Where we have people who, they influence us to do stuff. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with trying things and going out and doing things. But what I'm saying is we have certain goals and plans we make to ourselves and promises we make to ourselves. And oftentimes we, we compromise them because we don't allow our integrity to take control. Like you say that you you all about studying this week. Your friend want to go out to the bar. Your integrity should tell you. Let me stay up in this house. Let, let, me, let me just do my work. But no. We compromise that just to make other people happy. Integrity is what you do when no one else is around. And that's why it's something hard that you can gauge in somebody. Because you can't see it in them. You just have to trust that it's there with them. And it's like, how can you trust people that much? But what I can tell you is, just think about the person you are when you're alone. Ask yourself these questions. Who am I? Who do I want to be? And discover what your true morals and ethics are. And then you can truly hold yourself and have be someone who has integrity. But you have to have morals. You have to have principles. You have to have ethics. You have to know and take time to discover and peel back these layers of who you are. And I could just be honest, like... I've went through a lot of situations lately where I feel like people didn't move with integrity or they didn't love me as much as I love them. But what code do I think that they're abiding by? I think they're abiding by my code. I think they're doing what I would do. But what if their moral code isn't just saying? So just think about that. Integrity is all based on like what's going on with you. And you all you have to know like what what is moving in your life. Where is your ethic shifting? And it's not saying you have to be so stuck in your ways that you're not willing to change. But I'm saying think about who has integrity in your life. Because those are the people you can trust. Those are the people you can love. Who are the people that you trust to ride for you when it's time to ride? Who are the people that you trust to ride for you when you're not around? Who are the people that you trust to love you when you don't love yourself? Who are the people that you can leave them in your room and you know they're not going to steal nothing? Like, be honest with yourself. And if somebody's not moving with integrity... You hurt yourself. You hurt your own integrity by being around them. I just wanted to bring that to y'all today. 
and like open up y'all eyes because I've my feelings have been hurt a lot recently. And I can honestly say that I wish some people had more integrity. I wish that they more code aligned with mine, and it doesn't, but it would be nice. And we all would like for it to be nice, but I feel like these are the conversations we need to have with our friends. Hey, what do you do if somebody's talking about me? What do you do if somebody if somebody approaches me in a wrong way? What do you do if the whole world is against me and you know that I didn't do this thing? What do you do? Where does your integrity lie? Do you tell me keep going if you know I'm doing something wrong? Do you tell me to stop even though I'm doing something good because other people don't like it? What's your integrity? So after you leave this podcast, go talk to your friends and find out where their integrity lies with themselves and with other people. But now we're going to get into some, I guess, a little bit of bullshit for now. We're going to fuck around a little bit. Uh, this segment, I really want to talk about them doing anything for clout. And I want to talk about the rap industry. You rappers are terrible. And I, I'm going to just be honest. It's because y'all don't have no fucking originality. Like, bro, I literally watched this man. And he was like, he was doing all the, all the side of baby shit. And I was just sitting here like. Like, bro, you crazy. Like, originality is really dead. Like, bro, one person from a demographic could get put on. Like, when Young and May got put on, they'd come out and they'd try to clone somebody a million times. And, like, I don't know why y'all feel like y'all being a clone of somebody else is going to help you flourish. It doesn't. Soon as they die out, you die out. And then these niggas have the nerve. They really, they, they kill me. Because you're walking to somebody like Designer. Who you knew at the time was a future clone. And you'll walk up to this nigga. You'll be like, man, who was your favorite artist that inspired you? And this nigga will look around and be like, man, you know Paul Wall, really? You'll be like, what the fuck, bro? You know you a copycat. Like, bro, you know you some type dick sucker. You feel me? And you going to sit here and say Paul Wall fucking inspired you? Like, y'all cap as hell, bro. And I just really want to bring attention to that. Y'all niggas be out here just doing anything for clicks and views and all types of weirdo shit. And you a weirdo if you trying to be another nigga. And I just want you to know that, bro. Be your fucking self. Don't you feel weird looking on little baby Paige talking about you want to wear the same Amiri jeans he did? Man, get that dick out your mouth, bro. Like, be your own man. Like, and that's not just for men. It's for women, too. Baby girl, just because she wear high-waisted pants don't mean you got to wear them, too. You feel me? Be yourself. Y'all, everybody running around here trying to be the next this person, be the next. Man, be the next nigga. Be the next you. You feel? I'm not over here trying to be the next Joe, but I'm trying to be the next Tory. Don't try to be the next Cardi B. Be the next you, sweetheart. You feel me? Stop trying to be the next little baby nigga. Be the next you. If your name is Carlton, nigga, be Carlton. Stop trying to be Geronimo. Stop trying to be Gervonta Davis. All of these weird, y'all try to be everybody, bro. Life is so much better when you try to be yourself. Like, that's why originality is dead. That's why y'all around here shaking on the camera, doing all types of weird shit. And then people really look at y'all weird because they meet y'all in real life and you are corny. You you a corn. We meet you in real life, and you're not even cool. You're not even the person you portray. You over here on camera sipping activist. You you leaned up everything, nigga. Nigga meet you go in your house. All you drink is apple juice. You a corn, bro. Reginali is dead, bro. Cause everybody wants to be somebody else, but be your fucking self. Be a, that way you don't gotta be shaking all all around. You don't gotta be stealing niggas dance moves and doing weird shit. My bad, y'all. You feel me? This this water getting to me. But, like, yeah, bro. Like, be yourself. 
Like, man, you know how many of you niggas, man, listen, bro, don't try to be big toe, bro. I'm calling y'all out, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. If you try to be big toe, man, I'm reposting on the page, bro. Don't try that shit, bro. Do not try this shit at home, kids. Fuck all of them people. Bro, look, when you wake up in the morning, bro, be yourself. If you gonna get on, get on by doing you. Now, of course, it's some different moves you gotta make in the industry and stuff, bro. But don't compromise your integrity like we was talking about to try to be somebody else. You feel me? You how, you know how many kids was just out here rapping dumb shit after Eminem came out? Like, like niggas over here licking deodorant and doing a whole bunch of weird shit trying to keep up and be cool? Like, bro, don't be out here eating bath salt because your favorite rapper talk about it, bro. Because that nigga probably not doing it. Like, bro, no disrespect to Future. But Future came out here and made y'all niggas believe he's the biggest drug head in the world. Nigga, now you got a lean belly, six baby mamas, and a whole bunch of shit. And that nigga Future living a great life. He walking around with Pharrell hats on. And you broke. Like, come on, bro. Like, bro, and that's the thing. Y'all don't even buy into the person. Y'all buy into what these people tell y'all. And then y'all go portray this shit. And y'all look dumb as fuck actually living this shit that they rapping about. Because if they rapping about it nine times out of ten, they not doing it. Your favorite rapper rapping about spinning the block. Now you spinning the block. Then you in jail. He spent the block ten years ago. He ain't even spinning no more, nigga. You out there spinning by yourself. You out there spinning looking stupid. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, come on, bro. Like, stop doing all of that, bro. You don't got to chase a look, nigga. Be the next look. Be the next thing that people... in. That people want to like imitate, bro. Don't, don't, don't follow this shit. The fuck is that gonna do? You're not changing the game. You gonna last as long as the trend do. And nine times out of ten, if the trend already started, this shit ain't going on for too much longer. So you hopping on in the middle, damn near towards the end of some shit when the next shit coming up because you over here meat munching. Stop being a meat muncher, bro. That's all I can tell y'all. Stop doing, bro. The next nigga who hop on a song doing a little soda baby shit, you're a corn, bro. The next nigga, bro, listen, if you're not from Detroit or Flint, bro, don't hop on no beat doing that weird shit, bro. Bro, be yourself, bro. Be from where you from, bro. If you a Nova nigga, don't have Detroit in your bio either, bro. If you a Southfield nigga, don't have Detroit in your bro. Be yourself, bro. Be yourself, because that's one thing people can't imitate. And I'm just keeping it real with y'all, bro, because I see a whole bunch of corny shit going on out here. And we gonna get into the next topic, and this shit dumb as fuck. And I just added it like ten minutes before the podcast, cause I don't give a hell. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. I saw that little post about booty deodorant. That shit, that shit is crazy. Now listen here, bro. Listen here. His listen here. If you need booty deodorant, you feel me? Now listen. I'm nothing's wrong with being clean, okay? But listen. Some of y'all need to go to the doctor. That's all I'm going to say. Like, bro, I feel like sometimes it be bigger issues and some of y'all don't go to the doctor and y'all don't figure out why that's needed. You feel if y'all, if y'all need booty deodorant, you over here putting booty deodorant on your ass and shit. Now, I understand if you a stripper or something, little, little baby, but, but other than that, if you just walking around with musty ass all day, don't think you could just throw some booty deodorant. Yo, don't try to substitute booty deodorant for a shower. You're nasty. You're nasty. You're foul. You stink. You smell like rat piss. Like, that shit is terrible, bro. Like, stop, 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 bro. All of these, all of these, like, different products, bro. It would help if y'all washed y'all ass. 
Just take a shower every day. Two of them bitches, bro. You would be straight. Take a shower two times a day, nigga. Brush your teeth three, four times a day. You would be better in life. Stop fucking skipping days. Stop taking showers Monday, Thursdays, and Sundays. You nasty motherfuckers. Y'all, I, I see why y'all walking around with swamp booty. Y'all nasty as shit. Come on, bro. Like, yeah, bro. If you if you out here, you using booty deodorant, man. Do your thing, bro. But stop substituting shit for showers, bro. Get in there and scrub that ass. If y'all scrub that ass, it won't be that nasty. And, 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 and I even got some niggas in the room with me right now. And I know they can agree. Bruce, Bruce, if they scrub their ass, you think life would be better? Yeah, you scrub your ass. Juice Bruce said scrub your ass. What about you, J-Bug? You, you want them to scrub their ass to use the booty deodorant. Yeah, scrub your ass. You know what I'm saying? Get your nasty ass in there. <laughs> you feel me? Stop over here. Y'all niggas take baths without showers. Y'all some nasty motherfuckers, man. Sitting in swamp piss. You feel me, bro? Like, come on, bro. Shoot, nigga. 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 Look, look at me. Look at me. If you are a woman and you not showering every day, you nasty. Men, if you are watching this, you not showering every day, you nasty. Whoever you are, you watching this shit. If you're not sure, you nasty. Take care of yourself. That's some self-care. You feel me? And if you, and, and I ain't gonna lie, you an ultra clean motherfucker. And you taking three showers a day and you putting the booty deodorant on? Then, all right. If that's what you're using it for, you turn. You feel me? But if you substituting this shit, you nasty lunchroom smelling motherfuckers. You feel me? Don't do that shit no more, man. Booty deodorant. I don't, man, y'all got me spilling my, y'all got me spilling my shit on this. You know, she could, oh man, I'm spilling this shit on my yak, man. But, god damn, god damn it. <laughs> but, if y'all over here substituting, showering for booty deodorant, bro, don't do that, bro. Y'all some nasty motherfuckers. All right, man. So, we're going to go into the next topic. What genuine support is. Bro, genuine support is when somebody supports you unconditionally. Like, without condition. Like, they don't care if you up, you down, they support your shit. And I feel like a lot of people, and I, I even realized this was a problem when I dropped my podcast. It's a lot of people that I really fuck with them. I repost everything. I uplift them on a daily basis. They won't repost my shit. They won't show no love. They won't watch this shit. But they expect it. Bro, genuine support. It don't matter if your man's, if your man's trash right now. You can tell that nigga he trash, man. If Bruce start making beats right now and all of them garbage, I'm going to tell him he bad. But everyone I'm still going to repost because that's my man. Like, genuine support is not hard to find, bro. It shouldn't be. If you somebody fair, you should support them. Like, like no matter what, like, you should support them. No matter if you, you they friend Monday through Wednesday, Tuesday through Thursday. Nigga, be a friend. And, and that's one other thing. Stop putting these labels on people. If they not really going to be your friend, nigga, don't be my friend. Me, I don't even got friends. I got family and associates, bro. But if you fam, if you call yourself Tory fam, bro, why 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 is it hard for you to repost my shit? Why is it hard for you to show love? Like genuine support is out here. And it shouldn't be hard for you to genuinely support somebody. I don't even have to be close to somebody. If I see you doing some dope shit, I DM you, you doing some dope shit, bro. Keep going. You doing some dope shit, sis. Keep going. Like, bro, that shit really keep people going. People don't want to put out content and they don't want to do shit when they see y'all over here hating on them, laughing at them. Y'all not liking they shit. Y'all not showing no love. Like, how you go to school with this person eight years, they come out with some shit, you don't show no love, bro. Like, show love. Like, cause you gonna want the same thing shown back to you if you ever step out there and you do something. Gene with support is out here, bro. And you can find people. And it's weird because you'll have people who don't even know you who genuinely support you more than people you know every day. 
And I just that just shows you how fake some people are. And for the people who don't genuinely support you, if you if you watching this, you got a whole bunch of people who don't. Man, fuck them. Because you out here, you doing something, you trying to do something, you trying to elevate and go to the next level. If they not supporting you, they ain't get the fuck on. They can move around because that's not that's not real. What's real is when you genuinely looking out for somebody, not for no capital gain, not for no, not for anything, just because you love them, even if they up. Bro, if I'm a podcast and and we get a million followers and you got a hundred followers, and but you didn't know me since I had a hundred followers, you still reposting my shit. That's real. For the people who have bigger platforms, y'all also support the same people who supported y'all coming up. If they didn't repost it, y'all junk a million times when they come out with that junk, y'all support them too. And I feel like that's what genuine support is. And we just gonna need to start moving that way more as a community, man. Like, if you got anything you want to talk about, anything you want me to promote on the lab, like, if I know you, man, I'm cool with doing it. But the genuine support gotta be mutual. And, and we just gotta move like that from now on. And I had... I had a supporter. Shout out to Afi if you're watching this. She wanted me to talk about social constructs. And I actually have like a whole episode at some point I'm going to do on this. But social constructs is just these these things that we that we create in our head to like separate people. So like the whole socioeconomic status, like that's a social construct. And for, for most things, it's used for like division. And I feel like we put too much stock into like what these social constructs is because before civilization even took place, these things didn't exist. Like they really didn't. And now they form the whole way that we think of the world all the time. We're always thinking about how much money somebody make, what race they are, how they look, they body. Like we, we create all these different social constructs in our head and we let it determine what somebody value is to us. And is that really right? Is it about what's in the heart or is it about what's on the outside? Now, if it's about what's on the outside for you, be honest and say that. But I just feel like all of these social constructs we make, they, they don't allow us to get to know people who aren't like the people that we desire, the people we want to be like, or the people that we've known for a long time. What if you meet somebody who's totally out of your rent? Like, you, you've never seen anybody like them before. Like, are you going to allow your social perception to, to deny you the opportunity to connect and network with somebody and i feel like we use the social constructs for for some wrong things and they've been destructive from the beginning of time because they were made to be destructive you think white people don't benefit from these social constructs from people viewing people as being more if they white or if they got this certain type of money or this certain type of lifestyle white people they get off with doing stuff like that but us as black people i don't feel like we should do that to one another it was a destructive tactic from the beginning but even if I don't know you and you black, I got love for you. And I got love for a lot of people of color just because I know what it's like to go through that on an everyday basis. I feel like we can't internalize what this hateful tactic was and then put it off on other people and put it off on people in our race, honestly. So it's like, just think outside the box. I'm not going too deep on social constructs because I want to talk about it a little bit deeper on the later episode. But I'm just saying, just think of, just think outside the box. Be okay with getting to know people. It's, and getting to know people who are nothing like you. And don't allow society's perception to tell you who you should be cool with. Because guess what? That significant other, that's your desire that, oh, she looked like this. Or, oh, he looked like this. Or, oh, they look like this. The, the package you looking for them to come in, it might not come in that package. But should you deny them because they don't fit what you think? 
should you deny your friend because they don't fit what your what you think since we have like all these different social constructs and and perceptions like is that really how far are you really gonna get if you're just looking for the perfect person to pop up every time and then you're stretching for it and you're not getting what you want so just think about that when you're on your everyday life but we're gonna move into something that's really recent Ugh, you motherfuckers all right, y'all literally tried to cancel my nigga Drewski. And I want to say this. Drewski, if you're watching this, for lifers, bro, you know, I mess with that shit. I ain't going to lie, Drewski. You cool as hell. One thing I can say about Drewski is what he's really talented at doing is taking things that happen in real life and making the shit funny. Like, he makes this shit so digestible for you because you can say, I see somebody who acts like that. I see somebody who did. I know somebody who moves like that. And I feel like that's the great thing about his comedy. It's just so relatable. And, like, y'all really tried to take bro out for trying to expose y'all. For all y'all predatory niggas out there, y'all deserve to be exposed. How y'all gonna be mad that he out here telling the truth? You wasn't mad when he was out here telling the truth and you felt like you fit the stereotype and it was cool? He just made a, a whole video about pill heads the week before. Y'all ain't trying to cancel him for that because y'all think it's cool to do that shit. Y'all think it's cool to portray this life to these children and tell them they should take these pills that y'all not even taking. Like I said about Future earlier, y'all, they should do these things that y'all not even doing. But when he call y'all out on y'all real shit, like y'all being predators out here and really coming for women, and, and really though, just the way that y'all treat women at these different functions and make them feel uncomfortable, y'all got a problem with them? Man, fuck y'all. Y'all ain't even, y'all ain't even real people. And for the people who this y'all friend, this whole thing should have been to bring awareness. To bring awareness to the way that y'all move. And the way that y'all shouldn't move. And for the people mad at him saying he was perpetuating rape culture, honestly, in my personal opinion, I don't feel like he was doing that. I feel like he was bringing awareness to a whole bunch of creepy people who go out here and harass people and make people feel uncomfortable. And that's what he does. He goes out there and he creates skits from reality, makes them funny so people will want to digest them. And it's something that they can probably learn from through laughter. You can learn through laughter. And I feel like Drewski was doing that. But y'all always waiting on a situation for y'all to try to cancel somebody because they're not fitting your agenda. Because they don't, they don't want to push what you pushing. You, you feel like you pushing P, but your man over here pushing up on every girl in the party, making her feel uncomfortable. All in their space. Forcing people to drink. Forcing people to do this. Like I said, and, and that peer pressure compromises other people's integrity like we was talking about. Because they're scared to say no to y'all. You walking around just peer pressuring people to do stuff. Now you mad at Drewski because he brought awareness to it. But it's like, think about the talent it takes to make something funny. So that's just a base level comedian. Make something funny. Do you know how hard it is to make something funny with a message behind it? Drewski truly talented. And I, I feel like y'all trying to cancel him because he was coming out there. And he was, he was bringing awareness to something. I don't feel like that's right. He been literally doing this since the inception of his career. And now because it attacks you. Now because it attacks the weird niggas you be around. You got a problem with it. Why you got a problem with that? It attacks the weird people that you chill with. Why you got a problem with that? Because you're part of the problem. That's why you have a problem with it. Because you're part of the problem. Because your friends be on them pages where they where they expose to the people. That's why you got a problem with it. 
You feel me? Because y'all out here doing weird stuff. Y'all shouldn't be moving like that in the first place. Don't get mad. If you go out here and do something to somebody, don't get mad because they, they spoke on it. Maybe you shouldn't have been doing it in the first fucking place. And they wouldn't have to speak on it. So to all you predator niggas out there, stop doing that shit. And to my black men out here, be allies. I'm not saying black women need us to protect them, but I feel like I told RBM the same thing a week ago. You should. You want to know why? Because when they out here doing this to these women, that's that's somebody's sister. That's somebody's little cousin. That's somebody's mama. That's Bro, I don't know if y'all grew up around black women, but I did. And to black women, I love y'all. And I'm sorry that not even just black women, but I'm, I'm specifically talking to y'all because that's what we that's what I'm covering. But to all women that feel like they got to be pressured to do shit by these people at these parties, bro. Bro, just because a woman went out in a in a certain outfit don't make you liable to touch her, bro. Don't touch her. She don't want to be touched. If she say no, it's no. Keep it pushing. Why y'all over here forcing people to drink? Y'all don't got no confidence in yourselves. Y'all don't feel like y'all can talk to somebody and be entertaining. They got to be drunk to get with y'all. Like, bro, come on, man. All of that is corny, man. To the queens out there, stay beautiful. Stay gorgeous and keep doing what y'all doing. To my kings out there, bro, hold your mans accountable because he out here doing creepy shit and you should tell him to stop. If you a real man, tell him to stop. Stop being a real nigga and be a real man. You feel me? And then we're going to move into the story time. Now, Bruce is here because my nigga Bruce, he saw this happen. You know what I'm saying? But it was funny. It was funny when it happened. But look, so it was a specific day where, like, nigga just wasn't having a good day. Like, just wasn't having a good day. Me and my nigga Bruce, like, bro, when I say this my dog, this really my dog. Like, we would walk around campus, find shit to do on days that we wasn't having a good day. I don't know where we went. But for some reason, I always had the bright idea, like, leave the Arizona tea in the freezer. It's going to make it slushy. But, you know, <laughs> it, it never worked out that way. It always worked out, and it ended up freezing. So, I don't know where we was out. We was out doing something. And I'm out here, you know, I, I be out here hitting the cowboy the, the cowboy big toe walk and all of that. You know, I'm out there doing my thing. So, you know, we get back to the room. I open up the freezer. You know, I'm pulling out the Arizona tea. You know, me and Bruce, we we over here thirsty as a motherfucker. You feel me? Not like you niggas, but like thirsty for a beverage. You know what I'm saying? So we sitting there, and I pull out the tea, and the tea rock hard solid. I'm like, you know, I didn't have a little bit of a rough day. I'm like, I'm about to punch this motherfucker. You feel me? So tell me why I cocked back, punched the tea the first time. Mm-hmm. Punch it. Tell me why the shit don't move. Now look, as a man, when you see that the shit don't move, you like, you like, am I a bitch or something? Like, like is the T trying to call me a bitch? Is the T trying to trip on me? Cause I, it's not that. Like it could get real in here. So you know what I did, bro? I pulled the T. I put it up with this hand. I held it up like Simba, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, this motherfucker about to catch this work, bro. I cock back. Half of my power, because not my full power. You niggas going to see my full power. Y'all fuck with Big Toe. You feel me? But half of my power, I punched the shit out of the tea. Tell me why the tea started leaking out from the front. It's spilling all over the room. Spilling on my shirt. I'm taking my shirt off. It looked like a river of tea just running around the room. And my slow ass, I'm so much in shock that all I could do is look at Bruce while I'm holding the tea in my hand and it's spilling. You feel me? He like, Tori, what the fuck? You feel me? And I'm having a terrible day. So I go grab the paper towel. And, you know, before I even address the tea, I got to wipe the tea off of myself. So I'm getting it out of my um, out of my chest here for you hoe-ass niggas. I got chest here. You feel me? Because I'm a real nigga. But uh, you know what I'm saying? I got chest here. So I'm over here taking it out, 
You know, I'm out here scrubbing. So out of nowhere, I'm Bruce like, Tori, what the fuck? And he started recording and I got the tea and I couldn't do nothing. You feel I couldn't explain what the fuck had just happened. So I just started screaming. I was like, ah I just started screaming at the nigga. You feel me? After that, I cleaned the shit up, man. And like, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Bruce never trusted me with tea again. He he took away the freezer privileges. Like niggas wasn't putting shit in the freezer no more. And the whole shit was just the whole shit was just crazy. And I just tell you all that story to say. Man, for all you scamming ass niggas out there, you can't punch everything. <laughs> you can't punch everything. You feel me, G? You feel you can't punch everything, G? And G, you can't punch everything, G. You feel me? That's just crazy, bro. I ain't gonna lie. That's a build up. That's like a Dave Chappelle joke. You feel me? You see how that whole motherfucker come around? I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. I'm talented, bro. Follow Big Toe, you feel me? But the last thing we go cover is the NBA playoffs coming up. Hashtag, you know, I mean, I mean, backslash, you know, fan duel. We're gonna talk about the fan duel shit. Bro, for you motherfuckers who be fucking up my parlays, bro. And I don't even got no parlays. I go straight off my nigga Bruce. My nigga Bruce give me a parlay. I go right off of it. Y'all motherfuckers be fucking me up. But as far as the playoffs, we already know who about to choke. The Philadelphia 76ers. To all y'all fans, y'all not going nowhere. You feel me? Y'all gonna choke. Y'all might lose in the first round. Who they play in the first round? Oh, hold on, hold on. We got the team. We got the team getting getting y'all together. But you feel me? Y'all gonna choke this shit away. In the first round, who we we gonna see who y'all? Oh, the Raptors. Y'all might not choke it out this this round. It might be this round or next round. But y'all know how how Joel and B get. You feel me? It's always like. Bro, Joe, Joel and B, you trash when it comes to the playoffs. Like, you just put on your socks wrong. You start crying, acting like a little bitch. And, you know, James Harden, he going to be in the studio with Lil Baby every day. Like, Lil Baby said it's his turn next after Lil Dirk drop. And I best believe you. Like, Lil, like James Harden would rather be in the studio with Lil Baby in them than be playing basketball where he get paid millions more dollars to do it. And he's just... He's stupid. They're losing. To all you Laker fans, ah, you know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas got the fuck out of there. Fuck LeBron. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. You know what I'm saying? I'm a KD fan, and I just got something to say. We taking y'all niggas out. Tatum, you're not ready. You know, Jalen Brown, you're not ready. Giannis, you've been playing like you're ready, but you're not ready. You know what I'm saying? We taking niggas out. I don't even give a fuck about what happened on the West because I know if the Nets make it to the finals, it's bad. For the Suns, this might be y'all year, but if y'all run into KD and them, it's getting real crucial. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for Giannis and them, Giannis, stop shooting that fucking three-pointer. You actually making my heart rate go. You know what I'm saying? You actually kind of scaring me a little bit. Stop doing that shit. Whoever teaching him that shit, stop. You feel me? But... Really, bro, I feel like the NBA playoffs is going to be cool this year because I feel like it's the ushering in of, like, new talent. And it's a lot of people who can win a championship for their first time. Like, you got the Suns. And, you know, some people discount Giannis' championship because of all the injuries and stuff. So, this is an opportunity for him to go go a little bit crazy, you feel me? Reestablish himself again, put his, his mark on this shit again. And then, you know, you also got... You, you also got some other teams that's that's real interesting in there. You know, you got the Grizz. The Grizz, they might could do something. If they win a championship, you know, parades all in Memphis. You feel me? R.I.P. Young Dolph. Paper Route Empire. Shout out to you, Young Dolph. R.I.P., man. But one thing I can say is the NBA playoffs, the NBA has been, like, 
evolving so much. Like, it's not our normal stars no more. And it's kind of crazy to grow up and you watch LeBron play. Like, bro, one day LeBron not going to play no more. And it's going to be some whole new stars. And I feel like this NBA playoffs is is the beginning of it. And if you got some hard-ass parlays, hit your boy. You feel me? Because I'm trying to hit. You feel me? And honestly, that's really it for this episode. We got a whole bunch of cool stuff coming up, man. Really stay tapped into the laboratory for all you people who sit there and y'all listen to the end, man. I thank y'all. And I just want y'all to know I appreciate y'all going on this journey for with me. And no matter what you do, no matter how much money you got, no matter how much money you don't got, no matter who you are, no matter who you think you are, you can be everywhere in the world. Everywhere. You can be everywhere. You'll be in Aruba. You can be from anywhere. You can be whoever you think you are. But you'll never be big toe. And I'm out. Big toe.